Welcome to Modern Animism, a holistic spiritual path. I'm your host, Laura Giles. Thank you for being here. A listener wants to know why the moon is feminine. It took me a long time to feel like I could formulate a complete answer to that question because I kept going bigger and broader. There are so many different ways you can go with this and so many things we can talk about. But I'm going to tackle that today while focusing mainly on the law of gender, then talking about how you can use this law of gender to guide your entire animist practice. So it's very simple and elegant, I hope, um, but far-reaching. And just this one idea can be all that you ever need to know about animism, and you can build a strong foundation for your whole spiritual path around it. That's pretty profound, right? I think so. Anyway, (laughs) before we get into the nuts and bolts, let's pause a moment to give gratitude to the ancestors and the elements. Acknowledge and thank the element of earth for keeping us stable, balanced, and giving us a strong foundation. And I send gratitude for our physical bodies that help us to enjoy life in this physical realm and all the sunrises that we see, the ocean waves that we hear, the delightful food that we taste and smell at this time of year, and all the emotions that we feel. For all these sensuous things make a physical life challenging, amazing, and make us feel alive. I thank you. I thank and acknowledge the element of air for inspiring us with ideas and giving us yours so that we can talk about them on a podcast, um, giving us the need to communicate them to each other and to hear those ideas going back and forth from the spirit realm. Um, ideas are the sparks that bring new things to life, so thank you, air, for that. I acknowledge and thank the element of fire for the drive to put um, – the action behind our ideas and passions, and I thank you for the balance of responsibility that keeps us from being hedonistic, selfish, or wanton, so that we serve others as we serve ourselves. Thank you, fire. I acknowledge the element of water, and thank you for sustaining our lives and reminding us to go with the flow. I acknowledge and thank our loving, helping ancestors from the human, plant, animal, and mineral kingdoms, and I thank you for all your help that we receive that is both seen and unseen. I thank you, our listening community, uh, for tuning in. It continues to grow. We uh, are now getting listeners from Colombia and South Africa, which is, like, wildly exciting. You know, give a shout-out, high five, hands up, something, uh, if you're from Colombia or South Africa. Um, We have a backlog of show requests and questions to get to, so thank you, everybody, for chiming in, adding your two cents, and helping us to serve you better. Please keep those comments and questions coming. Uh, You can do that in any of the social media platforms where you find us or you can come chat with us in our private Facebook group or we're now on MeWe. If any of our shows inspire or help you, please consider donating to keep it going. We're at the end of our fiscal year where we need to raise funds for next year and where all volunteers uh, on a shoestring budget. So if you've benefited at all, please consider donating at our website at pansociety.net or at buymeacoffee.com forward slash pansociety. And most people donate between $5 and $15 at a time. We take donations of every size. And if you're feeling generous, you welcome larger donations too. So it's not like you have to bring the bank to give us a little uh, high five. Um, okay, so here is the problem with gender. And this is kind of like my... I wouldn't say it was a sticking point, but definitely something that I kept kept jamming the works up as I was trying to approach this topic. So there are a lot of gender choices now. 
you can be male, female, non-binary, they, and all sorts of things. And if this is where your mind is, we need to totally erase that in this topic of the law of gender as it applies to animism. So we're not talking about sex, sex organs, who you have sex with, or what you identify as. That's your business. That's personal. What we're talking about is universal, okay? So different neighborhood. If you find yourself getting bogged down on the conversation, ask yourself if you're thinking big picture or little picture, universal or personal, and that should help to clear things up. So what we're really talking about is energy, not chromosomes, not vagina penis, not sexual activity, okay? So let's start with the law of gender, and this comes from the Kabbalion, and it says, gender isn't everything. Everything has its masculine and feminine principles. Gender manifests on all planes. So what is the Kabbalion? So it's a book that was written in 1908, so not that long ago, that is supposed to be the essence of the teachings of Hermes Trismegistus or Hermeticism. And we can get into who he was and why he's important, but that's going to take us way off topic. So I'm just going to keep our focus on what the law of gender says and how it applies to animism. Cool. But I'm giving you that information so you can look up more if you want to. So um, gender's in everything. Everything has its masculine and feminine principle. So basically what we're talking about here is yin and yang. Um, and hot and cold, direct, circuitous, give, receive, push, pull, doing, resting, inhale, exhale. So it's these it's opposite attracts. If you have mass, um, magnets, you know, it's that the thing that draws these things together to, and when they come together, there's a lightning force that can lead to creation. It's the sense of oneness um, that comes about when it comes together. And it's so energy, not sex. Masculine energy is the giving force. Feminine is the receiving and it's not, like I said, about sex, but think of it this way. The penis gives, the vagina receives, and that's going to be important in a moment. So um, another way to look at this is it's to, to get away from the sex thing, even though I'm going to talk about that a little bit more, because <laughs> you can't get away from it. I know, it's a little bit messy. Um, just think of it as the masculine is plus one, the feminine is negative one. And when they come together, um, you get, they cancel each other out and get a zero. Now, zero could be nothing or it could be everything. So if you think about all of the um, creation stories, they pretty much start out in the beginning there was a void, right? So is the void nothing? I think most of us think of it as nothing, but it could just as easily be everything. So I've told this story before, but I'm going to share it again. So if you've heard it before, you can just sit back and... Enjoy it one more time. <laughs> so um, I'm in my um, float tank. So float tank is a, if you've not, not heard of it, it is a, um, what do you call that? Sensory deprivation tank. So you're in about 10 inches of water that has a, it's really super saturated with Epsom salt. So you float without any sort of effort whatsoever. Um, and the water is the same temperature as the air and also the same temperature as your body. So because everything's the same temperature, there's nothing to feel. And you're floating, so you're, you're gravity-less, so your muscles aren't doing anything to hold you up. There's nothing for your body to do 
nothing for it to feel. It's totally black out. See, there's nothing to see. If it's clean, there's nothing to smell. <laughs> um, hopefully there's no salt water or anything in your mouth, nothing to taste. Um, did I hit all of the senses? Nothing to hear. Should be silent as well. So all of your senses are, they kind of go to sleep as long as your, your mind can go to sleep. And so I'm in there. I have nothing to do. And told, my senses are totally shut off. And I go to this, to the void, basically. And something in my, my brain kicks off and I realize that I'm not sensing. And I think to myself, I must be dead. And then I thought, as soon as I thought that, I was like, well, you can't be dead because I just had that thought. <laughs> and then that's when I realized that uh, I was still conscious and still still somewhere. Um, so my kind of point is, is in that space of nothingness where I, there was no conscious thought, there was no perception, no judgment, not, nothing kind of going on. It, it felt like nothing. But if you're in a space of nothing, the only way that you know that there's something is to have something that's different. So, and when I said, oh, I can't be dead because I had a thought, then I knew I perceived something, and which took me out of the nothing. But it could just as well be everything. Because nothing is a space of no separation, and so is everything. See what I'm saying? I hope that wasn't too too convoluted. But when you're in a... a a system of duality as we are, then we know everything else by comparing it to something. This is big because that's small. This is cold because that's hot kind of thing. And when you're in the space of the void, there's not, no comparison. There's just oneness. So that's kind of what I mean. Um, and that's why we have the attraction of the yin and yang because you need these things, separate things, so that other things can exist. You have this attraction. The attraction brings the spark that creates life, that life flows from, those kinds of things. And then basically it brings balance to the world. So, um, and one of the ways that this shows up is through languages. So people talk what they perceive. They talk about what they know. And many languages, including Romance languages, Semitic languages, and Sanskrit have gender built in. So when you talk about things, they you just know what if it's a masculine or a feminine thing. And it's the language will tell you if you don't know. So like you're a foreigner learning the language. In Italian, for example, the same word is used for it as she or he. So if I were talking about the moon, I would call her she. The moon, she is beautiful, you know. <laughs> so um, a moment ago, I talked about how the penis gives and the vagina receives, right? So that's one way you can make a pretty good guess about whether a thing is masculine or feminine. So that's one way. But there's, if you know the qualities of masculine and feminine, then you could use way more examples than just that. So look at what is the function of this thing. How does it look? What does it do? For example, let's look at a pen. How does it look? Is it more about giving or receiving? If you guess that it's masculine, you're right. Now, what about a window? Is it more like a vessel or is it more penetrating? It's more open, so it's feminine, right? <laughs> and what about a diamond? It's hard, right? 
That's masculine energy, hardness versus softness, which is female. So it's masculine. You catching on? So the title of this podcast is Why is the Moon Feminine? So I want to be sure to answer that. So um, if you look at the moon, uh, it's uh, element of the moon is water. And water is feminine. Water is moist and cold, which are feminine uh, energy. It rules the darkness, which is also a feminine energy. Uh, the moon is, um, I don't know what you would say, is that uh, it's associated, let's say, with secrets or mystery, which are feminine. It's associated with fertility, which again is feminine. It rules the tides and menstrual cycle, which are feminine. In astrology, um, the moon is associated, so the moon's at home in Cancer, which is a water sign, which is feminine. And cancer is associated with the family, which is feminine, and home, which is feminine. And and another thing in astrology is the relationship with the mother figure, which, again, is feminine. Uh, emotions and psychic energy, all of that's feminine. So why would you say it's a masculine thing? <laughs> it, it just makes more sense that it's for she, right? <laughs> Now, everything has a masculine and a feminine side. So even though we're saying the moon is feminine, she has a masculine side. So when she's dark, uh, it's called, today's, as I'm recording this, is the winter solstice. And, you know, so it's the darkest night of the year. And the darkest phase of the moon is the dark moon. So you can't see it at all. And so that's the most feminine of her cycle and the most masculine of course is going to be the full moon because that's when the light is shining on and you can see most of her face so if you pay attention ladies i don't know if this is true for men but it is for women and if you recycle with the new moon you're going to have less energy then why because uh the feminine energy is passive it's weak it is um resting that's the time for you to rest. That's the time where your body needs to rest, okay? And on the full moon, which is associated with lunacy, activity, frenzy, that's the most masculine side. That's the sunny side. Those are all masculine traits. So are you kind of seeing now how the masculine and the feminine are still within um, everything is within within anything, a person? So even though I'm a female and I look phenotypically female, I'm a pretty masculine chick, <laughs> if you look at my energy-wise. So, you know, what does genitalia have to do with it? Not a whole lot. It has to do with reproduction, but other than that, not a whole lot. So I wouldn't take a lot for granted um, when you're looking at somebody's energy. I think to get a feel for somebody's energy, what's more useful is to look at their astrological chart, not their genitals. It, wouldn't it be cool if we... Uh, um, looked at people's suitability for a job, not by whether or not they were male or female, but by their astrological chart, I think that'd be far more useful. <laughs> anyway, so back to the subject. Um, so I was saying that that everything is masculine and feminine, and you can kind of tell. The thing is, it's not hard and fast. So we generally do agree. Some things are pretty obvious. If it's like a cup, so it's a vessel, right? That's going to be female. Pretty obvious, yeah? The moon? Female, pretty obvious. Uh, 
but um, because everything has every energy, it could go either way. An argument could be made for either way. So in Egypt, um, believe it or not, I was shocked when I found out about this. It's it's um, so the the sky is generally considered masculine in all the cultures that I know. But in ancient Egypt, the earth is masculine and the sky is feminine. Can you believe that? So the goddess Newt covers her body with the earth, which is masculine. So they are the pair. You still have that pair, but the gender is reversed. Now, to me, it would be pretty obvious the earth is, is feminine. She gives birth. Who does that? Only the female. Somebody's going to write to me and say, hey, did you know the so-and-so uh, species, the male gives birth? I don't know about that. <laughs> I just know about females. You know, the male provides the seed. The, the female nurtures the seed, so in this case, the earth, and then the earth births it, the female births it. Both are needed to give life, so I'm not saying that, you know, one is superior to the other, but the female is the one that births the life. So it's, I don't know how Egyptians came up with that, but there it is. <laughs> what does this all have to do with animism? So in pan society, you know, our our byline is kind of sovereignty, connection, and oneness. That's sovereignty plus connection leads to oneness or equals oneness. And that's balance. It's the yin and the yang. So sovereignty is the masculine. It's the me. Connection is the feminine. It's the we. So you could pretty much put in any masculine and feminine thing there and still come up with the same thing. Inhale versus exhale and get oneness. Ooh. You know, <laughs> any masculine yin-yang it comes up with oneness. As long as you have that balance of the masculine and feminine, that's where you're going to go. So if this is the only rule or guideline or whatever you want to call it that you follow, you could have a principle that guides you through your whole life. So just ask yourself, am I in balance today? Am I at zero? Remember when I was zero being the negative one plus one cancels it out. Boop, zero, I have balance. So am I doing a good job of being myself and honoring myself as I stay connected and be a good giver? That's the balance of me and we. Super simple, right? So you have all of these ideas. We talked about tons and tons of ideas, and they're really not meant to be standalone. It's kind of like how they synchronize with in each other. And you see them layered over and over and over and over again and set in different ways. Same thing in animism. If you look all around you, it's there. And why do we talk about the elements? Is because the elements are in everything. So if you distill everything down to its element, then it, to me, I mean, I, I'm not the only one that has a way of looking at things, but to me that makes it just super easy. So distilling it down to the elements, super easy, nice and clean. Let's keep it, keep it not complex. Masculine, feminine, super easy. Again, keep it clean. Plus one, negative one, boom. Easy, easy, easy. With the four elements, that's pretty easy too. Can I balance these four? It's all about finding that balance. And balance doesn't mean 50-50 necessarily because the wheel is always changing. So today, last night, we had the longest day or longest night. So... You know, six months from now, we're going to have the longest day. It's not 50, unless you're at the equator, <laughs> you're not going to have a day that's 50%, you know, well, actually not at the equator either. Um, 
But if you look at the, the earth as, as a whole, you're going to see that night and day are balanced, right? And that's what we're looking for. Am I balanced? Am I authentic? Am I, am I good with me? Am I good with you? We, we, the big we in the web. Am I good in the web? That's, that's how it works in animism. And, and if I can see this uh, masculine or feminine energy in me and express it in its purest sense, in its healthy sense, so not toxic masculinity, not toxic femininity, because there's no good or bad energy, but the wrong energy in the wrong place in the wrong time is not very useful. So uh, it's good to be assertive, maybe not aggressive. That's kind of the thing that I mean. That's another way of looking at this. You know, am I using the, the healthiest energy for the right thing at the right time? If um, So feminine energy is mysterious, it's weak, it's passive. Um, but if that's how I showed up at work, uh, people might think I was really weird. <laughs> might not be the best thing for the workplace. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's the right thing in, in, at the right time and the right place. And if you just kind of know what the energies are and look at balancing them out, I think you're going to be good. So I, I probably weren't thinking about this is where a conversation about why is the moon feminine going to take us, but I hope it gives you lots of things to think about, ways to bring animism into your day-to-day life, make it more useful. And if you're looking for an animist community, come check us out on our private Facebook and MeWe groups. If you want some help with your own spiritual development, we're revamping the mentoring course again to offer a brand new way to get help. I think you'll like this. I'm I'm digging it. Um, it's just taking a little bit longer because, like I said, we're all volunteers, and I've been working my butt off at work, so I haven't had the time to give the Pan Society. Sorry. And Sherry's been busy with some stuff of her own, too. So it's it's not been happening as fast as I hoped it would, but it is in the works. So I'll be telling you all more about that soon. You can post questions about that or anything on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the podcast, or MeWe. Um, and we'd love your feedback on anything and hearing from you, even if you disagree with us. So it's cool to have your own unique view on things. Um, let's close by sending gratitude to the elements, our loving, helping ancestors, and all of you for joining us for this edition of Modern Animism Radio. Please don't forget to donate as we do need your financial and emotional support. And you can do that at our website or um, buymeacoffee.com forward slash Pan Society. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Laura Giles for Pan Society Radio, and I hope to see you all next week. Thanks. Bye.